and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today, and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. We're going to get ready to get into our sermon this morning, and I've titled this one this morning, Time, Our Most Precious Resource. I did speak on this topic uh, almost two years ago, but with the time change, with the times that we're in right now, and a lot of us sometimes looking for that margin in your life. Anybody like that? Looking for some extra margin in your life where you're looking for time. I thought it would be appropriate to speak on that subject today. But everybody say this with me. 24 hours. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. That's how many seconds, hours, minutes, and hours you have every day. And not a one of you have a second more or a second less than your neighbor here. And it's what we do with that time and how we manage that. Amen? Have, have you seen that some of the most driven people, um, some of the most uh, successful business people or successful in life are usually very efficient with their time management? Have you seen that? Um, that's really the, the truth right there. They manage their time well and sometimes to the detriment of their families, they become workaholics, right? We've seen that. Maybe that was you at some point, and you didn't manage your time well, and, and your family may have been neglected in that process. But the whole point here that I want to talk to you about this morning is managing the time, the talents, and treasures that God has given every one of you. Because every one of you are blessed with talents that maybe your neighbor doesn't have. Every one of you have a gift that God has especially given to you, and not me, but to you. And only you can use that gift. And it's up to you to use that gift for the kingdom of God. Amen? God didn't just give you a gift to hold it to yourself and not share it with anybody. God gave you a gift, much like the food we have back there every day uh, or every Sunday, to share with each other. And I'm so thankful for that food that we have every Sunday morning. Thankful for those of you that bring um, faithfully. I don't ever ask you to bring anything. And people bring food. It just shows up. It's, it's a miracle. And I thank you for that. So this morning, um, uh, let me share a scenario with you. Let me just think about this, okay? I'm just trying to give you an, an example of time here. Let's pretend that you're a banker. I have Chase Bank, okay? How many have Chase Bank? doesn't matter who you have. Let's pretend Chase Bank calls you, okay? And says this. I have some very good news for you. We have an anonymous donor who loves you so much, he's decided to deposit 86,400 pennies into your account each morning, starting Monday morning. That's $864 a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. And then he adds, but there's one stipulation. You must spend all the money that same day, all $864. No balance will be carried over to the next day. Each evening, the bank will cancel whatever sum you fail to use. With a big smile, you thank your banker from Chase Bank, and you hang up the phone. And over the weekend, you have time to plan. You're going... How am I going to spend my $864 every day, right? You grab a pencil, begin to figure it out. $864 times 7 equals $6,000 a week, times 52 equals 
$315,000 a year. Wow, you have that available to you now. If you're diligent to spend every penny of it every day. But remember, whatever you don't spend is forfeited. It's gone. Well, that's obviously a make-believe scenario, although that would be great to have, wouldn't it? But it, it, that's not reality. But what I do want to talk to you about this morning is that every day there's a someone, and that's the Lord Jesus, who grants to you 86,400 seconds every day of your life. Every day you get up at whatever time that is, and you're granted 86,400 seconds. Now what are you going to do with that day, that, those seconds, those minutes, those hours? Because guess what? You can never get it back. Have you, ever, have you ever gone out and said something and said, oh man, I wish I, I could take that back. Wish I wouldn't have said that. Wish I wouldn't have done that. But you can't take it back. You, you've spent it. You've used it up. And, and you can't save it for tomorrow because tomorrow has its own time. Time is a precious resource. Those of you that, that are struggling with, with family health issues, you know that more than anybody. Uh, I, I just heard somebody tell me their, their relative passed away. I, had too, had a cousin yesterday, 48 years old, that passed away, first cousin. Um, she didn't know the Lord. That's what saddens me. To my knowledge, she didn't know the Lord. And um, I don't know exactly what, what contributed to her death, but... 48 years old, I believe, 49 maybe, way, way too young to pass away. Time is valuable. Time is valuable. Time is precious. Everybody say that with me. Time is precious. Value it. And as young people, young people have a harder time understanding that. As we get older, we truly begin to understand time is precious. For many of us, we can say, Man, I wish I could go back to 1978. Some of us can say, I wish I could go back to 1998. Some of us, 1960, whatever it might be, and, and relive that, right? Well, the reality is you can't. You can't. Those days are gone. You're living in today, the present. It's a gift today, what you have. Amen? Amen. One of the most fascinating subjects of all time is this four-letter word called time. It's amazing. We all have that exact same amount of time. But again, what are you going to do with it today? What are you going to do with it today in the kingdom of God? What are you going to do with it today in your family? Are you going to go home and just sit in that recliner and just sit back all day today? And, and don't get me wrong. There's a time for every one of those things. There's a time to enjoy. There's a time to take a vacation and enjoy yourself. There's a time to uh, enjoy your family. But there's there's time that is slipping away from all of us. Amen. Every day today, time is slipping away from all of us. This, um, whether we are penniless or whether we happen to be the richest person on earth, we have the same amount of time. Whether we're single, married, employed, or without a job, whether we are the president of the United States or the soon-to-be president of the United States, we all have the same amount of time. Nothing changes that. Think of the word time, how it's woven into our everyday conversation. Every day we hear people say, what time is it? What time does the meeting end? What time does the meeting begin? Am I late for work? How much time is this going to take? Don't waste your time on that. It's time to go. Time out. Time in. 
It's time we had a long talk, honey. What time is supper? What time are we going to eat? And on and on and on. We use that word time because it's, it's a valuable word. We, we are pressed for time, especially in our generation. I always refer to this as our, for years I've been referring to it as the microwave generation, right? We want everything right now. We want to just throw something in the microwave, press 30 seconds, and poof, it, it, it's done. Not only our meals, but everything from, from our healings to, to our relationships, restored, maybe, maybe healed. Uh, we want them done like that right now. And God is saying, no, I, I want you to take the time to look at this and value it, first of all. Recognize that it's precious. Amen? So in light of your past experiences, maybe current circumstances that you may be going through, maybe your future hopes and dreams this morning, where do you need to be making consistent deposits of time? Maybe you're neglecting certain areas that you know you should be investing time in too. And I can't, I don't know where that may be for each of you. You're, every one of you is different. Maybe you know you need to be investing more time in certain areas. Well, it's not too late. Let's begin today. Let's begin uh, first thing tomorrow morning, whatever that may be. Let's begin. Amen. John Ortberg, a fellow believer, says this, Every day is a collection of moments, 86,400 seconds in a day. How many of them can you live with God? Start where you are and grow from there. You know, that, what he's referring to is being God conscious, God, God conscious of your daily activities. Uh, for many of us, this may be the only uh, or let me, let me rephrase that. For some of us, this may be the only time we're God conscious when we step into the doors of a church. And hopefully, God forbid, that's not the case. Hopefully, every day at some point, you're God conscious. You're aware of the time that you're spending, where you're spending it, how you're spending it. Amen? God wants to be with you every moment. Do you know that? He wants and desires to be with you every moment. With your struggles, when you bowl a 300, when you bowl a... An 89. Oh, never. Never. Amen. <laughs> he still desires to be with you every moment, moment of those times. Here's another, what another person said is this. Time is free, but it's priceless. Does everybody agree with that? Yes. It is priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. But once you've lost it, you can never get it back. That's how precious time is. You know, I, I just can't help thinking of, you know, my cousin that passed away. I had a, another person, she posted a friend of hers on, on her Facebook post. She goes, in talking about my cousin that passed away, I saw you walking this, this week, wherever she was living. I saw you walking by and I wanted to stop by and say hi to you. But I was in a hurry to get where I needed to go. And I didn't have that opportunity. I didn't stop. Now... She can't go back and grab that moment ever again. That's, that, that's a God moment. If that happens to you, please take the time. Stop whatever you're doing. You know what? Work can wait. Work can wait and, and, and stop. Because I know this person, they would do that again. Now knowing what they know, if that happens to them again, they're going to stop whatever they're doing and go and talk to that person. So if, if that's you this week and God is challenging you to something... 
take a time out and, and go and speak to that person. Maybe God is, as Pastor Anna was saying, wanting you to encourage, put an arm around somebody and say, hey, God loves you, God cares for you, and so do I. And I want to remind you of that today. And, and you don't know how badly that person needs to hear that. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning. Uh, I want to read the parable of the talents found in Matthew chapter 25. Matthew 25, starting in verse 14. I want to read that, those, uh, the parable to you. And then I want to break that down into four points of how it impacts us real quickly here this morning. So Matthew 25 and uh, I like our custom, if you can, if you'd like to, if you can stand this morning for the reading of the word, I want to uh, have you stand, Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30, I'm going to read the entire parable. It says this, for it is just like a man about to go on a journey, who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability. And he went on his own journey. Immediately, the one who had received the five talents went and traded with them and gained five more talents. In the same manner, the one who had received the two talents gained two more. But he who had received the one talent went away and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have gained five more. And his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You are faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Verse 22. Also the one who had received the two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have gained two more talents. And his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things, and I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one who had also received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid. And I went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. But his master answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy slave. You knew that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank, and on my arrival I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has... More shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does not have shall be taken away. Throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness, in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. Let's, let's bow our heads and pray. Father God, Lord, we thank you for this parable of the ten talents. And I pray this morning that, God, that you would show us what exactly is going on here, how that impacts us today in our world that we live. And I pray for anointing for this word, that, Lord, that you would give us a desire to hear your word and an anointing to hear it from the Spirit of God this morning. And I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. And you may be seated this morning. So there's a lot going on there. Everyone here has heard that parable of the talents. And every one of us here 
have a gift or a measure of ability that God has given to you, what are you doing with that? That's what I want you to be thinking in the back of your mind. What are you doing with that this morning? Here's another scripture I want to read to you found in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15. Ephesians chapter 5, and it's on your outline. It says this, Therefore be careful how you walk, let me repeat that again. Therefore, be careful, and everybody say careful, careful. How, you walk, how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, making the most of your time. And really, that's the point I want to make today is making the most of your time. Again, everyone has the same seconds, same minutes, same hours. Don't you feel sometimes some days go so fast? And it's like, what happened? Uh, I say that about our year this year. I, I, I plan a schedule at my workplace, and I'm planning, uh, I do production, so I schedule, I've already got a schedule for next year lined up. But I'm looking at this year, I'm, going, I'm in November, what happened to the rest of the year? Where'd it go? I have no idea where it went. And uh, I'm already looking at next year, and it's unbelievable, 2017 is just around the corner. 2017 is right around the corner. That's something from Star Trek, right? <laughs> Star date 2017. But again, time flies by when we're not careful. And point number one on your outline, the master and his stewards, they were empowered and equipped. Do you recognize and know that God has empowered you today? He's equipped you? Many of us can come here and say, well, I could never do this or do that. And you may be right to a certain extent, but God has given you abilities. How many know that you have abilities? Every one of you should know that. You have giftings, abilities that only God can give you. Remember, God called Moses. I always love to use Moses. He was a stutterer. Moses said, who, me, God? You want me to talk to Pharaoh? I, 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 I can't even speak. I'm a stutterer, a man of slow speech, the Bible said. Yet Moses was used by God to speak to the most powerful man on the planet at that time to free his people. So you think God can't use you? I don't know. I don't see any stutterers out here. Okay, you're already way ahead of Moses. And look what God did with Moses. So if you ever think of yourself that, well, I could never do that. No, don't think so lowly of yourself. You're a child of the mighty king is what I like to tell you. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen. Amen. So the master entrusted talents to his stewards as he chose to do so. Let us not forget that we don't have abilities because of how great I am or how great you are. It's because the master, our Lord, our God, bestowed those talents upon you as he desires, as he chose to do. So whatever talent that is, thank him for that. Amen. Thank him for that. Secondly, God has given to every believer what I said earlier, time, talents, and treasures. Time, talents, and treasures. Ephesians chapter 4 tells us that God gives each of us a sprinkling of, of abilities, of giftings. Uh, some are pastors, some are teachers, some are prophets, some are, some are worship leaders, some are, uh, and you fill in the blank. Some are doctors, some are engineers, some are in law enforcement. All these things that only you can do, that others in this room cannot do. Some of you fulfill that role because you have that gift. Amen? Amen? 
But not every believer has the same gifts or abilities or opportunities. But here's, here's what I want you to hear. You all have the same amount of time to manage those in. Every single one of you have 86,400 seconds. 86,400 seconds. Doesn't matter what you're doing. It's the same for every one of you. Amen. Point number two here. God expects every believer to be diligent. Everybody say diligent. Diligent. In stewardship with time and gifts. Diligent. Diligent. Being responsible. Being responsible and a manager, a wise manager of your time and your gifts. You know, one of the things I try to do with, with my daughters, whenever we go, uh, maybe it's just me and uh, Raquel or me and Bianca, I try to have a conversation with them about things that matter, you know, important things. You know, it's that father-daughter talk. You know what I'm talking about, Dan? You know what I'm talking about, Wayne? You know, when we get together, you know what I'm talking about? Um, you know, we're, when we're just by ourselves and we're just wanting to impart into them, we want them to get something, right? Or one of them, so that years later they can go back and say, yeah, dad was all right. Even though in that moment they're thinking like, oh my goodness, dad, you don't know what you're talking about. You're so square. You're so old-fashioned, right? We've all heard that, right? And, uh, but I love those opportunities because we can make such an impact upon our kids. I had that opportunity yesterday with Bianca as we went to a couple of stores. And um, last week it was with Raquel, just spending time and her sharing her heart and and vice versa, those are great opportunities. And you can't ever, ever take them back. I could have said, well, not now. I, I want to listen to the, the, the football game on the radio, or I want to listen to this you know, music. But I chose to listen to her, and we had great conversations. You can never get those moments back. You either lose them and deposit or deposit something in, the, in that moment. Amen? So we need to be diligent in our stewardship with our time and our gifts. Faithfulness in stewardship, stewardship is valued by God. Valued by God. And I want to read this scripture to you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2 says this, This then is how you ought to regard us as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the mysteries of God as revealed. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Must prove faithful. We must be diligent. And faithful, amen? Faithfulness is also, in stewardship, is valued by men. Valued by men. Let me read this scripture to you in 1 Peter chapter 4, beginning in verse 8. It says this, Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. I, I can't emphasize that scripture alone right there. How many know what I'm talking about? Love covers over a multitude of sins. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling, without complaining. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Amen. Again, indicating that every one of you have a gift to use for God's kingdom. Every one of you. And, and you may be here or you may say, well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I can't sing. I, I don't play an instrument. I don't speak. 
No, but you can pray, can't you? You can pray, amen? That's probably the greatest gift you can give and impart to somebody is to pray for them, amen? Pray, pray. Faithfulness in stewardship has consequences that reverberate for eternity with God and man. And I want to read another scripture to you found in Matthew. Um, Matthew 25, verses 41 through 46 says the following. It says, Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or needing clothes, or sick, or in prison, it did not help you. And he will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Faithfulness and stewardship has consequences. Has consequences. Amen. And, and when your heart is in the right place, God blesses you. He pours out favor upon you. And I've heard many testimonies here, stories of how God has used some of you here to give and be a blessing to others. And, and God doesn't do that by accident. He, he puts people in your path, doesn't he? And then he speaks to you. The Holy Spirit speaks to you and says, you know, you need to be a blessing to that person, to that situation. And you follow through. You listen to the Spirit of God and, and God pours favor out. Amen. And then point number three here, which I want to cover here, the master and his stewards, efforts and excuses. You notice in the story that we read the parable that the stewards responded differently, right? We had the first two stewards, the first two people, they went out and doubled their talents. They made double what they were given and, and, and then they gave it back to the master. But the third one went and he hid his talent because he lived in fear. See, fear does not come from the Lord. Fear does not come from God Almighty. And you have to learn to rebuke that fear. Many of us can become fearful of, well, I, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be laughed at. I wanna... That's fear. You've got to rebuke it immediately and, and recognize that God is your strength. Amen? God is going to help you through that situation. So, here, the stewards responded differently to the master. Every one of us here are going to respond in the way the Holy Spirit speaks to us. And, and what I mean by that is, he may tell you because of your gifting to bake a pie for somebody. For somebody else, he may tell them, I need you to give them a, a financial contribution. For somebody else, it may be, I need you to go and, and put a tarp on their, on their patio so that it doesn't leak, you know. Uh, whatever it is that God is speaking to you and telling you, do it. Amen? And the Holy Spirit will bless you because of that. Amen? The first two stewards responded with urgency and expectant energy. Urgency. That's a word we use at our, at our workplace all the time. Urgency. you got to have a sense of urgency uh, when, you're, when you're doing things. Things for the kingdom of God as well. Have a sense of urgency. You can't say... Ah, well, I'll do it tomorrow because 
Guess what? Tomorrow never comes. You need it most of the time right now. Right now. Can, Nessie, can you, can you say in the middle of ICU, I'll do it tomorrow. No, not going to happen, right? Not going to happen. When, when you need something right now, you need it right now. You don't need it tomorrow. Tomorrow may be too late. So again, the kingdom of God, if the Lord is speaking to you, if the Holy Spirit, if that still small voice is saying, I want you to go out and do it right now, go and do it right now. You know, uh, Justin has been sending us texts, some of the, the men. He sends us pretty faithfully some texts early in the morning. And, and it's kind of like unexpected because I'm, I'm already moving through my day. And, and I get this text and it's like, wow, that was awesome. It was just what I needed to read at that moment. And you know why he's doing that? Not because I asked him. The Lord's telling him, hey, you need to share that word with somebody else, with this brother, with that brother. And that's a blessing to me, and it's a blessing to the others I know that are receiving that. So God's moving on him. How's God moving on you today? What is God challenging you today to do? Amen? Do it. Do it with an act of, or sense of urgency. Amen? Immediately, the stewards engaged in their stewardship, de- demonstrating respect for time and opportunity. Immediately, the Bible says, they had a sense of urgency with their time, their talents and treasures, and they went out and acted upon them, and they, they reaped because of that. They reaped God's favor because of that. We need to do the same thing. But also here, check this out. They were joy, joyful use of the privileges and responsibilities were theirs. They were joyful when they came and said, look, Master, look, look what I did. You know, they were joyful because of what they were able to accomplish with God's favor in their life. They were persistent as well. Sometimes it takes persistence, doesn't it? Things don't happen typically overnight. As, as we mentioned earlier, a lot of times we want something done right now. This microwave generation, these millennials, right? I said the word millennials. They, they expect so much they, without working for it. And that's not reality. And, and, and they got to be persistent. they got to take the time to reap the benefits. Amen? We must be per- persistent because there will be up and downs, ups and downs in the process of being a steward of God. And then finally, we have to have a clear awareness of our accountability, of what we're, uh, you know, just as these were thrown into the fire, the Bible says. The scripture says that these stewards that were, that were basically worthless because they never used any other time, any other talents, any other treasures for the kingdom of God. God said, well, I have a place reserved for you. It's like, wow, yikes. That's, that's pretty intense right there. And again, we have to be aware of accountability. Each one of you are accountable. Not to me, not to this church, but to Almighty God. Amen? Almighty God, again, has gifted you with time talents, and treasures specifically for every one of you here today. And then finally, the last point, point number four, our responsibility and is really what I was just touching on. God has entrusted you to your time and gifts. It's up to you to discover them and embrace them. It's up to us as a church to help lead you there to try to figure out what that is if you don't know what that is. But it's up to you to, to discover them and then embrace them. Not run from them, not bury them, and hide them, 
but to display them for the kingdom and the glory of God. Amen. God has given you, again, equal time opportunity, just like he has everybody else in this place, and accountability for your use of that, of those gifts. Amen? God expects faithful stewards and diligence from each of you. Every one of you. He expects you to be faithful in that. God designs that our lives be about joyful, but that we have that sense of urgency. That we act upon what he's given us. That it, we take the time. Amen? And here's, again, what I, wanted to, what I said earlier. Today is the day. Nothing happens tomorrow. You can't put it off tomorrow. Today is the day. It can only happen today. If you're sitting here today and say, okay, well, I'll begin tomorrow. Let's do it today. Why wait till tomorrow? You know, there's, a, there's the word in Spanish that says, oh, mañana, mañana, tomorrow, right? Many, many of you may have said, mañana, right? No. Ahora, today, ahora, hoy, hoy, today, this day. Let's do it today. There's no reason why we cannot do it today, amen? And then in closing, I want to read a final scripture to you found in Psalms 90 and verse 12. 90 and verse 12 tells us this. Lord, teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. See, I want to live my days realizing that the God who created time has invited each of us to live in eternity with him. I want to realize that and, and make sure that I am using my time wisely. Amen. I had, uh, Justin, if you'll come up, I have something to pass out here. And God just specifically designed this crowd to be here tonight or today because I only have a handful of these. Uh, take these. If you have uh, never seen this before, you'll enjoy it. But it's an acronym for time. Take the time. T-I-M-E. It says treasure for T. Invest for I. Manage for M. And enjoy for E. Take the time. And do me a favor. Put this somewhere where you're going to see it. Especially if you have family. If you, especially if you have young ones still. Because we can get lost in, in, in managing everything else about our household, our job. Paying the bills, cutting the lawn, fixing the roof, whatever it is, and neglect our kids if we're not careful. But take the time, amen? Maybe that's your spouse I'm talking about. Don't look at them right now. Don't look at them. They know if you're neglecting them. They know it. Take the time, amen? Take the time. Treasure them. Invest in them. Manage your time and enjoy that time. If we could learn how to do that, not only for those two examples I just used, but more importantly for the kingdom of God, imagine how much more powerful we could be in the kingdom of God. Amen? Time management here, I just want to close with this, is a misleading concept. It's a misleading concept. Time management. We all hear that. You can't really manage time. Can you? Can you really manage time? No, you can't manage time. You can't delay it. You can't speed it up. You can't slow it down. You can't pause it. No matter what you do, time keeps moving. It keeps ticking. It keeps on, as the song, the old song goes, time keeps on slipping, 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 right? Into the future. And we played that. That was another sermon. It wasn't this one. But it keeps on moving. 
The challenge is not to manage time. The challenge is to manage ourselves. The challenge is to manage ourselves. Maybe we're not good managers of ourselves at this point. Well, it's not too late to change. I don't care how old you are. It's not too late to change. We need to take the time to manage ourselves correctly. Let's bow our heads this morning. Father God, Lord, we thank you for the time that you've taken to share with us this morning your word, a reminder that time is important. It's a precious, precious resource. And Father, this morning, as, as I see this group this morning, I know that some of them are going through things in their life where time is very, very precious right now. Time is precious. And Lord, you remind us that every day. Lord, I pray for all those others here that maybe we haven't managed time well, that you would help us beginning today. Help us to manage that time, that we would manage ourselves better, that we could be more accountable to you, that we would have a sense of urgency, because the time is drawing near, Lord. You are coming for your church. And Father, I pray that we would wisely invest our time, our talents, our treasures in the things of God, in our families, in our spouses, in our relationships, Father. I pray that blessing, Father, upon every person here today, upon every child in Kids Church right now. Lord, that we would take the time to invest, to treasure, to invest, to manage, and to enjoy what you have clearly given us. Help us to be managers of the time you want us to be. I put you first today, Lord, so that I can accomplish the task you have set before me, so that one day you can tell me, well done, my good and faithful servant. Those are the words each of us long to hear. And one day we, we shall hear those, Father. But until that day, help us to manage that time wisely. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. We're, before we close right now, we're going to take communion together. I'm going to have uh, Justin and Wayne, if they can come up here. And I'd like everybody to partake in this. We typically do this once a month. Um, we try to do it on the first Sunday of every month is uh, Holy Communion. So if everybody can grab a juice as it comes up here. Bring it on up here, Justin and Wayne. And then we'll have everybody come up here. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Everybody set. Um, this is one of my favorite things that we do here in our church because we all gather around up here in the front and we celebrate the Lord's Supper. And again, this provides our healing for us. I just want to pray right now. Father God, Lord, I, when we partake of this, this ordinance of Holy Communion, it just it really reminds me of what you've done for us, what you've provided for us. 
Your sweet sacrifice is the song that we were singing shows your amazing love towards us. That Lord, that your blood that was shed on the cross, your body that was beaten provides us salvation. It provides us healing. It provides us restoration, sanctification, justification. All the blessings and favor that we experience by having a relationship with you. And Father, this morning, Lord, I just pray that we would remember our brother Ed, our brother Robert, and my sister Yolanda, who's doing so much better today. Lord, I pray that we would remember to lift them up in prayer. God, that your blessings, your favor would be upon them. Lord, I just pray for healing for them. I pray for healing right now, Lord, in their bodies. There would be no pain, Father. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray for victory for each of these individuals. And Lord, they are some of the strongest believers that I've ever known. And so, Father, I pray, pour out your favor upon them this morning. Church, as we get this uh, cracker here in our hands, we're reminded of, of the price that Jesus paid on that cross of the pain he, he took for you and I, for all of us. His body was broken to give us salvation, to give us eternal life in him. So as we're reminded of that, we take this and we eat it and we say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. And again, with this, with this cup, this juice, this grape juice, we partake of this, and it reminds us of the blood that was shed on the cross. Again, for our healing, for our redemption, for salvation. Lord, it's not what we do. We can never earn it. We can never earn healing or salvation. Lord, you provide it. You give it. We receive it. And so, Lord, we receive that this morning. We receive it in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for this. Go ahead and partake of that. Thank you, Father. Lord, we're so thankful for everything you've done for us, everything you're doing, everything you're going to continue to do. Again, I pray a blessing upon every one of these here today. God, that you would bless their families, that you would prosper them with health. God, that you would remove pain from their bodies. God, that you would restore what you created. And Lord, that you would bring about healing, Lord, in the mighty, miraculous, supernatural way. We pray that in the name of Jesus, Father. And we, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Because, Lord, none of us here are even promised tomorrow. We're not promised another day. But, Lord, we're thankful for today. We're thankful for this moment. Help us to make the most of our time as we leave from this place, Lord. Help us to make the most of our time with our loved ones and then using our time, our talents, and our treasures for your kingdom and for those around us. And again, I pray your blessing and your favor upon everyone here and those that couldn't make it today. Be with them, Father. Remind them that you love them. And Lord, we pray that in the mighty name of Jesus and everyone said, Amen, Amen, Amen. amen. 